0: Amen. I joke, first service, the life in the blender, some families are like the ninja blender with like a million different blades and it goes pretty crazy. But well, hey, I'm glad you're here today. Now I get to dismiss the kids, kids first to sixth grade. Um, and you need to know something, kids. Here's what we're doing. Church family needs this. We're, we're working toward eventually hiring a full-time kids pastor. Um, so that's a pretty exciting thing. Uh, as a church, we just, we're growing. We got tons of kids. Um, so that's an exciting area that we're looking at. Uh, doing just so you know we're making some progress and uh, staff and I went to a church growth thing yesterday and implementing certain things and this is something that uh, that we needed to do we've been talking a lot about okay where we grow where we need to grow what do we need to do because I think evaluation is always important right if you don't evaluate your marriage your marriage will probably not be wonderful wow that got really quiet that hit home didn't it Uh, um, and so evaluation is always important as a church and one thing we recognize is that our four year isn't what it should be, you know, so we're going to kind of look at what can we do to make a difference, Uh, uh, because when we built this building, it was a temporary building, most of you probably don't know, we have like plans, at least an aerial plan of uh, the new building in between here and the softball fields. Notice I said between the softball. You ain't touching my softball fields. Um, we'll be a long and skinny if we need to, but um, God is doing a lot of great things. Uh, first service, we had a, a bunch of new families and I'm um, excited about what God is doing. So hey, let's get into this. I believe that uh, today's a message that will change your life. Um, I'm excited about it because I, I love to preach about things that you can take home and apply, okay? And all of you are facing some things right now. And here's what I want you to think about. What are you facing right now that you would rather not be facing? I, I wanna start it out that way. There's just something that you would go, this is the deal that I'm facing, I'd rather not face it, but I have to face it. That's where we're going with today. And so I, there's a story from my life that um, best describes what I want to talk about today, um, determination and perseverance. Um, if you've been here very long, you probably know the story, uh, but, but good stories are worth retelling, amen? And here's what happened. Uh, when I was in high school, um, if you've been here very long, you know that I went to a little Christian school in uh, Canyonville, Oregon. It's on I-5 between Roseburg and uh, Grants Pass. And uh, I lived on the on the southern part of the Oregon border in California, so the California side, right on the Klamath River, a little logging town. And uh, and so we lived at at the high school. I mean, we had dorms, and we were out of the out of house by 14. Would that be great, parents, if you could have your troubled children out by 14? Um, and it was a choice, we went there, uh, just, it was a great school, boarding school, it was a college prep school, so a lot of, a lot of homework. Well, one weekend we decided to go home, and it was three hours, um, if you're very familiar with Southern Oregon, there's a town called Cave Junction, where well, was, it was a, basically a shortcut to my house, which was about three hours over the pass. Um, long way, we had to go through Wairica, and it was about a four hour drive. And so, me and my best friends uh, got on my pickup, and we were going home for the weekend, because home's a place that you want to go home to, that was deep. Um... A Good home is the place you wanna to go to. So we decided to go over Grayback Mountain and, and we knew there was snow on it, but we had heard it hey, had been plowed, everything's fine. So we're driving. Get all the way, drive asphalt, snow on the side, but the asphalt's dry, it's sunny, it's beautiful. Come around the corner only to run into a big old snow pile. We didn't actually physically run into it, but we saw it was in the middle of the road and we're like, what in the world? We climbed up on it, it was probably, I don't know, six or seven feet tall. We looked on the other side, dry pavement is beautiful. We're like, This is the California, Oregon border. Somebody decided, not my job, okay? And they pushed it to the center and we got, we're like, okay, what do we do? There's a barrier, there's a place we wanna get. We had this weekend plan. What do we do now? Like, well, we could try to start digging it out. We didn't have shovels. We're like, okay, we can't do that because we could get the truck stuck then we'd be really in trouble. So we decided to make the long loop around through Crescent City and go over called Bald Mountain. And it was gonna be ended up being like an eight hour drive. Okay, because we had to backtrack so far. Um, and I got my first speeding ticket. Um, and I wasn't going as fast as he said, and that's the honest truth, because uh, he didn't have a radar, and it was mountainous, and he was just guessing, this old CHP guy, but I had organ plates, and so what do you do? Um, I was probably doing eight over, but he got me for 10 over. I went to aggressive driving school in Eureka and got it taken care of because I was so aggressive going eight miles an hour over, but whatever, okay? So I, I did admit, I said I was speeding. I, was, I did it. I'm not, that's not even part of the story. So I get, I get home. Everything's great. We had to tell my dad, okay, this is why we're so late. Crazy thing. But here's, here's my point. I didn't cause the barrier, but I had to deal with it. And often in life, we have barriers that, that we didn't cause, but we still have to deal with. And we're going to determine whether we're going to get around the barrier, go over the barrier, or we're just going to turn back and go the way we came. We would never have gotten home. Home was where my destination was. And sometimes our destination is a wonderful destination, but the trip is what can be hard. And so you might be facing today this barrier that you didn't cause. And maybe you did cause it, but maybe you didn't. But either way, it's there. Are you going to get through it? Or are you going to be determined? So we're talking about perseverance today and determination to get through hard things. Now, I understand and hear me on this. Sometimes it's God that has closed the door and you're trying to kick it down you ever seen Indiana Jones where they go through the wall and there's a bunch of snakes (laughs) and he's like he hates snakes why does it always have to be snakes like with Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean the rum's always gone well with Indiana Jones it's always snakes in our lives there's always something that gets us there's always something that trips us up I don't want to kick a door down that God says I don't want you kicking the door because there's snakes behind the door okay Eve should have taken she should have heard the sermon right there was a snake when there's a snake just don't just back away so just because something's a good idea doesn't mean it's a God idea. So we had to stand on the mountaintop and we, we basically had to just say this, and this is the title of today's message, is this, and say, I'm getting through this. Would you do that? I hated when the pastor used to say, would you say this with me though? Would you say I'm getting through this? Just humor me, because I'll hold you here till one o'clock if you don't. Uh, I'm, I'm getting through. You need to hear yourself say that. You need to hear yourself say, you know what? This is tough. It's a bit, but I'm going to get through this. Somehow, some way. I'm going to find a way through this, because God didn't raise a quitter in me. And, and I believe that we face, we quit way too easy in America. Why? Because there's so many options. Why, why work my marriage out when I can just find another one? Now that there's FarmersOnly.com. Right. It is CUNA, right? Um, I don't know if there's a like a UrbansOnly.com or CityBoysOnly.com. Um, I don't. I, I shouldn't even say anything with the CityBoys.com. Um, yeah, let's just move on. Um, so, my wife and I actually played around with this. Could sound terrible. FarmersOnly.com. We went and looked at it, and it was a, It was if you want if you want to laugh, <laughs> like there ain't no farmers on that. They're all pretending so they can get a farm girl. So it's because online dating's so true anyway, right? They tell you everything that's real. It's, uh, so let's keep going on. Before I get sidetracked, uh, I'm getting through this. Why do I tell you to say that to yourself? Is because your thoughts about what you're facing are huge. How you think about the the things that you're facing are huge. See, often our availability is found in our determination and God wants us to be available. That's our theme for the year is visible and available. God has called us as a church family to reach our community, okay? He's called us, we have to be visible in the community and we have to be available to serve the community. Uh, So visible in the community, available to serve it and that comes through individuals. Paul and Jesus talk a lot in the New Testament about perseverance and determination. Um, Living as a Christian, Is not for wimps. Why? Because when I become a Christian, I have to start saying no to the things I used to say yes to. I have to start not punching the person that I used to punch when I was angry. All right? Not me personally, but some of you all, I know your story. Um, I was too small to punch. I could punch, but then run. I mean, you had to learn how to be evasive when you're small. All right? And, And in Luke chapter 11, which is where we're going... Okay, Jesus is gonna teach us how to prayer. Now, last week I told you, you know, like we don't always do verse by verse, but I have found myself, we're back in the same spot that we were, but we actually are gonna go verse by verse today. Um, we usually reserve that for Wednesday nights, which we're going through the book of Jonah, which you have, if you haven't been there, you need to come to that. Jonah is so much fun. I mean, we had, a, I think we had one of the biggest adult crowds um, Wednesday night for our, our Jonah study. And I love it because Jonah's so real. He's so raw. It's like God says, Jonah, I want you to go preach in Adventist. He's like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing it, God. And all of that, he gets on a boat, pays the fare, and he goes the other direction. I'm like, how many of y'all are running from God? Just Let's see if I could catch any honest people that put your hand up right now. And went, Whoa, wait, I just admitted something in church. That's what we're all about. Sometimes we do run from God. Sometimes we tell God no, and it's never a good result. And this week, you know, he Jonah he gets spit out onto the, the shore. And I use really cool illustrations like... Um, when, when he was spit out of the fish, it says he was spit onto dry land. And my brain goes, wow, he didn't even get a bath on the way out. Why didn't God just say, okay, three feet of water, wash him up a little bit. But it says that the will actually spit him onto dry ground. So I'm thinking he's all wet and slimy and he gets rolled in dry sand. So he looks like a, I was thinking litter box, but we didn't want to use that illustration. He looks more like a, a, Almond Roca. Thank you. I was a sanitized version. Uh, and, and then he's got to go preach. Okay, that's what we do on Wednesdays. We talk about just the verse by verse, the the history of what's going on in the world. So it's a lot of fun um, if you can make it. I think you would enjoy it. So, Luke chapter 11, verse 1 through 4, this is the Lord's Prayer. Most of us have probably heard this. Um, Some of us have maybe said it in in times of predicaments. It says, one day, verse 1, and if you have your Bibles or your phone, just look it up. Uh, One day, Jesus was praying. (laughs) Who was praying? God in the flesh is praying, and you don't think you need to? <laughs> let's, just, let's just move on, right? Uh, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And, and Jesus is so gracious, because I'd have been like, well, why don't you just pray? You have to be taught how to pray. pray. And Jesus is like, okay, you're human, you're, you're crazy, I'll just teach you how. And here's what you do. Um, Jesus said, pray like this, when you pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. What's he saying here? You need to pray because you're going to need it. Give us what we need for each day. Okay, God provide for me. Forgive me, Lord, because I've sinned. Help me to forgive others that sin against me. Deliver us from temptation and evil. That's a pretty good prayer. Help me in life. But he also said, your will be done. Pray that your will be done on earth as it is heaven. He doesn't say my will. He said your will. So Jesus is specific here about what you should pray for. But we want to pray for God's will. Too many people pray for their will and try to make God line up to your will. No, you, you pray. So you look at the Bible and say, okay, how am I supposed to live? What does God want for me? And God, I want my prayer to, to line up with your word. Okay. I prayed with, with a couple they were just looking to buy a house first time and that's an awesome prayer okay. first time visitors this morning came up and that was a great thing as, as God has a place for you he does just be patient okay. don't buy the first thing that comes up sometimes it's not the right one if the doors close you have to believe okay God closed the door for a reason when you prayed God show me your will show me your will and be okay with the answer a lot of times we're not okay with the answer so he says be persistent and that's his whole thing here is be persistent so he goes on to tell the story to make his point about being persistent. Now, there may be a lot of people that heard Jesus talk and say, well, Jesus, he's just so shallow. He's so, he's so shallow. He's just always telling stories. Can you imagine telling Jesus he was shallow? <laughs> now, that's not a very cool thing, right? But let me say, Jesus always tells a story that has a point. So he, he goes on to tell us this a story. He's like, all right, guys, so that you understand what I'm talking about. It goes from being tenacious in prayer. He says, okay, suppose one of you has a friend. And he goes to him at midnight and he says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. The guy shows up at midnight, right? And then the one inside goes, don't bother me. The door's already locked. My children are with me in bed. I can't, big word, I can't get up and give you anything, I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend. Yet, because of the man's persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Now, I want to I bring this into the 20th century. There's no names here, so I made up some names. We're going to go with Larry, Curly, and Moe. All right, let's just, do this, just, just humor me here. And we're going to look at this story from a different angle. Now, we know a little bit about the characters. We know that Larry is just, man, he just loves people. Larry's is just a good dude. I mean, you know, Curly, he's just carefree. Curly's like, I'm gonna show up at midnight, everything's gonna be great. And this is dark times without electricity, so he's on his donkey, he's walking. Curly just doesn't care, right? He's, he knows he's like, I'll show up at Larry. Larry'll feed me. Everything's fine. And so we'll call Larry Lucky Larry, because he's just got a good attitude. And we'll call Curly because he's big, and he's hungry, burly Curly. Forgot. So Lucky Larry, burly Curly, and then we're gonna meet a guy named Mo. So here's what happens. I think Larry's sleeping. At midnight, he hears a knock Yo, Larry! It's like, you, Curly? Yeah, man, I just decided to stop by. Now, we know that Larry was not expecting Cur- or, uh, Curly because he would have had food. Curly's always hungry, right? And, and, and he's like, You got any food? And Larry's like, Oh, man, the kids ate everything. And he goes, I, I, Taco Bell's probably closed. But Moe's might be open. Let me go check Moe's. Everybody been to Moe's? That yeah. was oh, so good. I'm making y'all hungry now. And, and so he goes to Mose's house, and, and he's like, and here's, the, here's the window. Because the door's locked, so he can't get in the door. And he's like, hey, Moe. Moe's like, what? What's up, man? You awake? I am now. What are you doing? Bro, man, Curly just showed up, and he's hungry. Do you have any food? Leave me alone! I was practicing last night with Kayla, and she was like, "Again, Papa, again." So I was telling her all these stories through different windows, and uh, and that's why I knew you would be enamored by my story. And and so Larry's like, "No, I don't have any food. That's why I'm here, man. I'm sorry to wake you up." And and Mo's like, "Go away." And Larry's like, "I can't, man. Like, I, he needs food. He's hungry. You know what? Burly curly gets like when he gets hungry. He gets mad. And and Larry and and, and Mo's like, "Okay, listen." The door's locked, or I would just have you get your own food out of my kitchen, but you can't do that. And we know a little bit about Mo's personality. Mo Mo's got things in order. Okay? He's punk, his door's locked. We know he has food. His kids are in bed and he's warm. We don't know where his wife is. She might be in the cellar. Who knows? We don't know where she's at. But he doesn't talk about the wife. Uh, and so and Larry's like, bro, no, come on, man. You need to help me out. You need to help me out. We've been friends forever, and you just need to help me out. And Mo's like, leave me alone. I'm not, no, no, no. And Larry is like a little kid that won't give up, right? He is like tenacious. He is determined. He is going to get some food from, from Mo. He's going to. And, and, and Jesus was making the point here. He said, you know, simply because they're friends, isn't cutting it. Larry knows he's got to be persistent. He's got to be consistent. He is going to get some food for his friend. So finally, Mo's like, ugh, leave me alone. And Larry's like, I knew I could get you to do it, bro. And, and Mo gets all this bread and he shoves it. And Larry's like, thanks, man, you're the best. Go back into bed. And Mo's like, what time is it anyway? And Larry's like, I don't know, man. My sundial seems to quit working when the sun goes down. Um, <laughs> And so it's, it's, it's too just, okay. So it's terrible humor. And, and I love Mo's response. He's like, I can't help you. I can't help you. You know that we make these lame excuses when God says, I want you to do something. And we're like, but I can't God. I don't know enough Bible or I'm not really where I need to be with Jesus. And I, and I, I we use it a lot. I can't when it's simply, I won't, I won't, I don't want to, I won't. Who are we like? Don't bother me. And Mo gives all these excuses why he can't. It's not that he can't. It's just that he doesn't want to. You see, I wonder how many people in our community go unhelped because we're too focused on our own comfort and our own warmth. How many people are crying out for help that you might know that you're too busy to notice because of your comfort, your warmth, or your own problem? And there's people saying, I just need you to love me. I just need you to help me through this. I'm gonna say that there's a lot, okay? And we have a church family that is willing to bring these kids in and bring people into our, from our community to say, we will love you. We don't have it all together, but we will love you through it. That's what the food drive is about. It's about helping somebody else. Regardless of the choices those people made to get to where they're at, our job is to help them, Amen. right? That's what it is. We, we can't go, well, you made a bad choice. We can't help you. No, okay. Curly made a bad choice, Right? He showed up without food. Larry somehow doesn't have food because he either ate it or the kids ate it or whatever. And so they go to the one that can provide. And then there's, there's this barrier in between what Larry needs and, and what Mo has. And what is your window today? What is it that, that is in between what God wants for you and what you want? And are you gonna be persistent enough to say, God, please do this for me, if it's your will, if it's your will to be persistent, to be consistent? I see Larry and Mo again, are still friends, but friendship wasn't getting it done. And Jesus makes a big deal out of this persistence, okay? I believe in life that, that we oftentimes miss out on God's answers, on his blessings, on his purpose, because we either don't notice or we give up too soon. We give up too soon. And Jesus is saying, I want you to be persistent. I want you to learn how to be persistent. And that's what this whole story is. So per- persistence pays off. That's what he's telling us. Persistence pays off. Now, James five sixteen says, the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, obviously, man meaning humankind. Does God want us to be persistent in our prayer? Yes or no? Yes. So Michaela, this is one thing. So she's such a ball. She's so fun. So at four, she's smarter than, than the average bear. Um, and, and so she asks these questions. And she, I know she's going to be a literal person like me. Because she will say this. She'll say, Papa, do you want to play with me? Yes or no? That's what she says. She says it all the time. Mimi, do you da 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 Yes or no? There's no possibly. There's no I might. She wants a yes or a no answer. And it's like, I don't even know where she learned this. But it sure makes me happy because you know where she stands. Papa, do you want to sit in the hot tub? Yes or no? Let's do this. That's what she says. Like, let's do this. Because she wants. She loves to sit in the hot tub. It's one of her favorite things to do. And last night, I was like, you sit in the hot tub? She's like, let's do this. <laughs> For she comprehends some things, okay? She comprehends some things. The fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, Larry's in a predicament. I'm not going away without food. And I want to point out something here that Larry didn't do what he did for himself, he did it for somebody else. He wasn't the one. I think he felt, because we kind of look at his personality, I think he felt a little bad. I think he was like, I don't want to wake Mo up. He's probably sleeping because I know Mo. He goes to bed at 9.30 every night. He's very punctual. His kids are with him. Okay, everything's in order. I know he's got food because Larry is like, he's got, he got it together. His door's locked. I mean, he's got it together. And, but, Mo, but my friend Curly, man, he had a long trip and he's hungry. And I wanna, I, so Larry's like, how can I win here? And he's like, you know what? I'm going to inconvenience him Mo just a little bit because Curly's got a bigger need than Mo's comfort. See where I could go with this? There is a bigger need out there, but sometimes we're too comfortable to meet the need. Sometimes our spouse needs us to give them comfort, and, and, and we're like, well, I need to be right, so I'm not going to give it to you. I shouldn't meddle in your marriage, huh? We should save this for life group, right? <laughs> Let's just move on here, because that wasn't in my notes. Uh, and, 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 and God says, are, are you okay with comfort? Because there's some needs, there's some needs. We need help with our Wednesday night feeding program. We do. Is it comfortable? <laughs> Sometimes not. You know, when it's, it's, you know when it's not comfortable? It's when the children are here. <laughs> Sometimes you catch that, right? Because a lot of these kids come from homes. that they, they, They're not church kids. But they become church kids because they come here. We feed them. They stay for Wednesday night. And Chandra and our, our guys, man, they do a great job with the kids. And there's kids that are getting saved because of that. It's a, it's, it's a okay. but, but sometimes we've got to be persistent. What, what is your window? What, what's your window? What is it that God is saying, okay, I want you to be a little more persistent? Because the need's on the other side. But are you going to be tenacious? Are you going to be determined? Are you going to be consistent? Are you going to be persistent? Or are you just going to give up easy? And I think that's the question that Jesus is asking us today. Um, Larry didn't do what he did for himself. I want to maybe use an illustration here. I'm going to use Lori. I said, so, Lori, this is all hypothetical. Okay, some guy called me this week and said, hey, is there a lady in your church who could use $500,000 in cash in a brand new Corvette insurance paid for 10 years? And I thought Lori Hendricks, <laughs> <laughs> hands down. So this guy named Bob, he said, okay, I need, I need Lori to be at my house at Monday at three o'clock. Here's the address. Now, Bob is hard of hearing, okay? So, so Lori, the, the money's there in a briefcase, 500K, Even he paid the taxes on it. So it's 500K. You get 500,000. Brand new Corvette to drive away with. Bob's hard of hearing. The door's locked so you can't just walk in. But you need to go contact him. As soon as you contact him, he gives you the cash, the car. No strings attached. You're gone. So Lori goes to the guy's house. And she's like, hey, Bob. What's up? And Bob doesn't answer the door. And then Lori calls me. She says, I tried, and, and he never answered the door, so I left. Would that happen? No. no. Lori would be like, hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. 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 I'll break the, I'll break the window out, because I can buy a window with a Hey, Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> I sure hope <laughs> my head comes out of this. <laughs> hey, Bob. 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 <laughs> Bob. Oh, there you Hey, Bob. Hey, Hey, Bob. I took a risk of that. I'm a man of faith. Uh, And uh, Bob, Bob opens the door. Would you really just knock once and quietly and be quiet when you knew that you were going to get what was behind the door if you were tenacious? Would you just knock once and walk away? No, Jesus is making a point here. He's saying, guys, I have, I have a lot. And God says, I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I have everything you need. But some of you are just going Okay, God, if it's your will, just make it really obvious. And that's all you do. God's wanting you to be tenacious. What are you facing right now? Right now. What are you facing right now that you might be just like, I'm going to give up? And God says, no, I need you to be tenacious with this. I think there's times, church, that God says, you know I, know, I know what my plan is for you, but I don't know how bad you want it. Because I look at your prayer life and you're just like, we call it anemic. It's like, well, I just threw up a little prayer and hope that God... No, God said... I, I got something for it, but I want to see that you want it. I want to see that you're serious about this. And sometimes I think we go, I just make one prayer and if it meant to be, no, and what, isn't it the opposite of what Jesus is telling us? He's saying, you knock, you ask, you seek. That's the next verse. What's he saying? Guys, be tenacious in your prayer life. Be tenacious when you're pursuing the things of God. He says, so I say to you, this is Jesus talking, the one who answers the prayers is saying, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock in the doorway. These are all actions. We pray and then we act on it. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock in the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. And he goes on to say that, that fathers give their kids good stuff. If a kid asks for a fish, you don't give him a rock. If a kid asks for an egg, he's hungry, you don't give him a scorpion. He, he's, he's saying, This is the God I know. Remember, Jesus. God is his father. He is God all that whole. It's, it's, mix, it's, it's mixing up sometimes. But we know that he knows the character of his father. And he's saying, if you guys will just be tenacious and not give up and be persistent and be consistent, hang in there, don't quit, because I'm not giving up. Okay, I'm going to get through this. And that's why I'm telling you, you need to tell yourself, yeah, I'm gonna get through this. This is hard. This is stinks. I don't like it. It hurts. It's no fun. But I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. Wouldn't you rather hang around somebody like that, somebody who's just like Eeyore? <laughs> Yours bother me, don't they? Do they bother you? Please say yes. Okay, all right. Somebody like yeah, they bother me. Uh, this is move on. God has things for you, but there's a barrier, there's a window. What are you going to do with it? What is it that you're facing? What are you going to do with it? I believe this that, that God honors perseverance. <laughs> I wrote down here, I want to get you a, a t shirt that says, Be like Larry, all right? Be like Lucky Larry. Because I believe, again, oh, I got me ahead of me. Sorry, Wendy. I got ahead just a little bit. Um, sometimes you need to hang in there and be persistent because someone else needs you to. That's sometimes your persistence. Someone else is counting on you to do that. Um, again, my four year old granddaughter is just, she's fun. And the other day, because she's four now, I'm like, I gotta go take a shower so I have to lock the doors because she will go find Papa. I mean, she's like, she's got this little radar that goes up. And so I'm in there getting ready to take a shower. I'm not undressed yet. And she's knocking on the door. Papa, open the door. Papa, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, Kayla, Kayla, honey, I gotta take a shower. I'll come out when I'm done, okay? Everything's cool. And then I hear a little noise. I look over and I look at the lock and the little locking mechanism is turning. And I was like, whoa, what are you doing? And I opened the door. She's like, boom, she's gone. And I was like, and there's a butter knife laying on the floor. I was like, so she went in. After I said no, she went and got a butter knife because she's smart like this and she's just unlocking it. And I was like, sweetheart, you can't do that. It's locked on purpose. She's like, what? what'd I do? Um, so we're trying to teach her not to be a criminal. Um, <laughs> to get me. But she's Persistence. I love her persistence. She wants to see her grandpa. She wants to see her papa. Amen. She wants to see, I mean, that's what she wants. She's trying, but, and I appreciate her tenacity. I appreciate her willing to go, you know what? I can't get around it, so I'm just going to get through it. Amen. I know I was told no, but I'm going to just do it and see what happens. All right? And she went and found a way to get through that thing. And I think there's times that God is just wanting us to be the same way. God honors perseverance. Okay, just because God is our father and owns the cattle on a thousand hills does not make us trust fund kids, right? God owns the cattle, but he expects us to milk the cow if we want milk, right? If we want steak, there's got to be some butchering, okay? There's times that God says, hey, I, I own this, but I need you to earn it. Why is that, okay? Life isn't easy, and earning some things helps you appreciate it. Now, salvation is a free gift, But most of the blessings come from the seeds that we plant or our actions, from our tenacity. What is it today that you need to speak to to say, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this. Who is it in your life that you need to tell them you're going to get through this? See, that's what our church family is all about. We're here to grow. We're here to learn. But we're here to encourage each other. Because there are times, guys, that you have said something to me when I was maybe having just a, like, man, we're, this is kind of crazy. There's, there's some of you who have said, hey, we're going to get through this, and this is what's going to happen, that has actually encouraged me to go, okay, is that really the perspective? Because when you get into a perspective that's negative, it's hard to get out of it. But you, somebody in your life can see a different perspective, right, to say, "Hey, no, we're gonna, it's just a bump in the road. We're going we're gonna to get through this. We all need each other. We all need not to do that. One of my favorite things to do is what I get to do for a living is I get to encourage people. I get to tell people, hey, you're going to make it. Okay. You're going to make it. You just keep going. Keep going. You're going to make it. Life's not easy, but keep being tenacious. Keep going. See, God understands human nature more than anyone. The more he gives to us, the less appreciative we tend to become. Look at the Israelites over and over again. If you read much of the Old Testament, the Israelites' whole life was God's blessing and them turning their back on God and then, they, and then God's curse. And then they would repent and God would bless them again and everything would be great and they would forget God and they would go back down and they would get into captivity over and over and over and over again. This was the Israelites' pattern. God was like, man, I bless you and then you forget about me. And you get into hard times and you start praying again. So, If you can only serve God in the hard times, do you think God's going to give you a lot of blessing times? If that's what's going to turn you away. No, No, God's like, you know, I would bless you, but I know your mentality. So when we can learn to love God in the good times, and the bad times, and the hard times, and the easy times, are we just consistent? God will give us consistent blessings. I really believe that. And I wonder, did Larry go back and tell Curly the story? (laughs) Dude, if you only knew what it took for me to get this bread for you. I hope you appreciate it because Mo is not happy with you right now, okay? And I told him that you told me to come over and tell him, so I'm out of this. That's probably not lying, but if it was the three sutures they probably would. All right, Curly's got to talk to Mo in the morning. And, 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 and so you need to know, Curly, that I had to interrupt somebody's sleep and it was, it was not a good situation, but I did it for you. And Curly's like, I knew you would, bro, because that's who you are, man. You're Lucky Larry. Everything always goes right for you. No, not everything always goes right for Lucky Larry. Lucky, Larry is lucky because he's persistent. He's not lucky, he's persistent and he's consistent. And that's what God expects of us. So the Apostle Paul, let me close with some verses. Jesus has spoken here. Now, Paul, the Apostle Paul weighs in. uh, Both would be murdered for their walk with God. Jesus, for his walk with himself, because he was God in, in human flesh but they would both be murdered for their faith. And here's what Paul said. Paul was a man, um, previously his name was Saul. And he was a religious person. And he, he started persecuting Christians. He saw these Christians, he's like, you guys are going the wrong way. He, and it was like murder. And I mean, he did all kinds of bad things to people. And, and finally he was on his road to go persecute some Christians. And Jesus met him like, boom. And he's like, Saul, what are you doing? You're persecuting me. And Saul, Saul's like, What? And he, he asked a dumb question. You ever, some of you ever heard the statement, there's no such thing as a dumb question? Yeah. That's not true. I've seen, I've heard some really dumb questions. So we'll just leave it there. I won't show you any examples. But the, the, the question, Paul goes, or Saul at that point, he goes, who are you, Lord? He calls him Lord, right? And, and Jesus says, I'm Jesus who you're persecuting. And, and and Saul at that point had a complete life change and then he changed his name to Paul because he was different. He was changed. He changed. He left changed, and now he's living changed. And so he went through a lot of hardships. Everywhere Paul went and preached, he got beat up. He got rocks thrown at him. I mean, he got left for dead one time. He got shipwrecked three times. Unfortunately, he never saw Jaws, because if it would have, it would have wrecked him on the first shipwreck, because <laughs> that kind of freaks me out. And, and he was in the open. See, he had all this bad stuff happen to him. And yet, here's what he says. Because I'm going to listen to you if you went through something and you made it. If you've never been married, don't give me marriage advice. Amen. If you've never had a wife, don't you be telling me, this is how you'd be a good husband. I'd be like, shut up. You know nothing. Amen. Don't let nobody tell you how to raise kids if they never had one. Amen. So get some experience before you try to speak into this Now, you can say this is what the Bible says. And I try to go, you know what? I've never been a drug addict, so I really can't tell you how to deal with it. But there's a lot of people in our church who have been down that road and God delivered and God saved and they're set free now and they're no longer addicts. They're not recovering addicts. They are free. They're done with it. He who the son says free is what? Free indeed. You are a new creation in Christ. You're new. Okay, you're not just the same model of your old self. God has made you brand new. And I could point somebody with addiction and say, hey, here's what you need to go talk to this person because they've been through it. You don't need advice from me (laughs) because I'd be like, well, just quit. (laughs) Just quit, bro. (laughs) Not that easy, is it? So God will use your story for his glory to reach other people. You can reach people I can never reach, okay? Because of what you've experienced and you gotta let God do that with you. So here's what Paul said. Paul, he's in a predicament. Here's his, his, here's his thoughts. He's like, we're hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Because we've already mentioned two movies we've been able to talk about Star Wars and the crushing thing, right? When R2-D2 saves them. Okay. We've already hit Pirates of the Caribbean. We've hit, what's the other one? just Indiana. Indiana Jones. Thank you. I'm almost 50, man. I just forget stuff, even on live TV. Um, and I'm okay with it. All right. So we may as well hit Star Wars we're, we're, they're, they're hard pressed, but not crushed because Jesus won't let you be crushed. He says perplexed. This might be you today. Perplexed. It means confused. Like perplexed is I, I don't understand. He said, but not in despair. Despair means there is no end to this. Paul's like, I don't get it. I'm perplexed. I'm confused. God, I don't know what you're doing in my life. I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why there's a barrier between what I want and what I need. I don't get it, God. And Paul's like, I don't understand. But I'm not going to lose faith because I know the character of God. The character of God is that he's going to take care of his kids in his timing. So I'm not going to go. So I'm I'm confused. I'm perplexed. But I'm not in despair. Why? Because God's going to get me through this. So you might be facing something like that today, and that's the attitude you need to have. God, this doesn't feel good. It feels like I'm crushed. I'm confused, but I know your character, and you're a good God. Jesus just said that. God gives good gifts to his kids. So you're going to make it. You're going to get through it. You just have to be tenacious, hard-pressed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed, as he's saying in 2 Corinthians. That's the thing. He goes on to say in verse 16 through 18. He says, therefore, because, therefore means because of it, because I know who God is. I know who God is in my life. I know what God's going to do in my life. I know that God's got a plan. I know that there's a barrier, but I know that I need to be persistent and I know that God has what I need and God's never going to be like Mo. God's never going to say, hey, go away. But God may be like Mo in ways that says, I want to see how bad you want this. I want to see if you're going to keep it up. I want to see if you're going to be persistent in this because in our world, we want everything easy. We want, you know, macaroni and cheese to taste amazing, but we want it to be in a minute. Okay, that we want. We want everything fast. We want a great marriage and I want it now. You know, a great marriage takes time and effort and it takes two people trying, okay? And so here's what he says. Therefore, because I know God's character, I know life's hard, but I know I'm going to make it. I don't lose heart. He said, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly, on the inside, we're being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us a glory that far outweighs them all. Far outweighs of our bad stuff, So that we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Because what is unseen, I'm sorry, what is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. God wants you to fix your focus on the right things. He wants you to fix your focus, not on the barrier, but on the persistence. To know that what, what you need lies over the barrier sometimes. But we've got to be persistent. We have to be consistent. See, perspective is huge perspective is huge. The junction on a, on a rail line is not the end of the line. It's just a turn. What is a junction? It gets a train off one track and onto another track. Some of you might be at that junction now and you're parked and you're going, okay, which way do I go? God, is this where you want me? And God says, no, it's just a junction. You might be going on a junction and you understand you're like, I'm perplexed. I have no idea why my train is going this direction. I have no idea, but I know God." And I know that God is, 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 he can see the whole train line. He can see where I need to be. I can't, but I just got to trust them. I got to trust that God's going to get me to the destination that he has for me. The detour is not your destination. We talked about this in Jonah, that the, the fish was a detour, but it wasn't a destination. And we talked about how the fish that's followed Jonah, whether it was a whale shark, we don't know. It doesn't matter. God knows it happened. What you think doesn't matter. About what type of fish it was. God could have, maybe he made a goldfish that some kid threw into the ocean that all of a sudden saltwater did something weird to it. And it grew to be big enough to swallow Jonah. Who knows? It doesn't matter. What matters is that happened. Okay. Jonah gets thrown overboard. The fish grabs him. And the fish is going in the right direction. This is what you learn on Wednesdays. The fish is going in the right direction. And Jonah is in complete darkness. He has no idea what's going on. He has no idea what direction he's even going. And so he's like in this despair going, oh God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, And the whole time the fish is moving to his destination. But Jonah just doesn't realize it. I don't think God says, hey, Jonah, I know it's rough, but the fish is going the right way, the compass is pointing in the right direction. So you, in your vehicle, whatever whale you might feel, and whatever darkness you might feel, it, you need to know that as long as you're saying, God, I, just, I, want you, I want to do your will, I want to go the way you want me to go, that fish will take you in the direction even when you don't feel it. And then it'll just vomit you out on the ground. <laughs> That's always the fun part, right? So just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not God. let that sink in just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not god what happens when you do google maps and you miss your turn what's it do rerouting right rerouting matter of fact this happened pastor john you didn't hear this i don't think this morning when you were you said thank you when you were doing announcements and dakota was standing behind me and somehow my phone was on and and you said thank you and siri said you're welcome <laughs> Wait, wait, well, well, so somebody's always listening um Dakota and I looked at each other like, "Did she just say that?" Uh, so even Siri comes to church. Um, I hope she gets saved. We'll call her "Saved Siri," right? Um, so here's what I want to leave you with: be determined, be persistent and consistent. Have the "I'm getting through this" attitude. Have that. Okay, someone's counting on you. What you're facing today, you will get through if you don't quit. You will because I know my God. I know who God is and I know his character. He's gonna get you through it if it's his will, it's gonna happen. If you've seen the movie, let's go to five, Hacksaw Ridge. Um, if you've ever seen that, if you like war movies, it's a great movie, it's a true story about a Christian medic who's, he's just there to save lives. And, and I love his, he's just one more, Lord, just one more. He goes out and he's up for hours and hours and hours saving all these people. And it's like over 45 men that he saved that would have died on the battlefield had he not kept going out to get one more. Get one more, Lord, just one more. That's this prayer, Lord, just one more. And guys, that needs to be our prayer. Is Lord, just one more. Give me through one more day, Lord. Help me to reach one more person. Have one more person from our community come to know you because we exist as a church family and we're available and we're visible and we're here to welcome you. Have one more boy or girl to come because we feed them on a Wednesday night. Just one more. That's that's the tenacity that God is saying, That's, that's what I want from you. Because you are a difference maker. Every single one of you make a difference in somebody's life. Now, I'm glad to have you on my team. Amen. We're a team. We're making a difference. The stuff that Matt and Leo do, most people don't see it unless they're online. Yeah. I, get, I get emails from all over the country of people saying, thanks for that message. Well, what Matt and Leo have done and Pastor John, they've all put that together, stuff that you may not see. It's making a difference. It's touching lives. Okay? So a lot of times, the most effective things that are going on, you, you're not even that visible. They're going on behind the scenes. God is doing something behind the scenes in your life that's going to be huge. You just don't see it yet. So are you gonna be like Larry? I'm gonna go for it. Or are you gonna be like Moe, leave me alone? I'm comfortable, I'm warm. <laughs> be like Larry, I'm gonna make t-shirts. Be like Larry, be like Larry, okay? Be persistent, be consistent. Would you bow your heads with me and we we'll get you out of here before 12.30. Amen. How many of you today are facing something that you just need me to pray with you over? Just lift your hand up and put it down. Okay, hands up all over. You can put them down. God, you've seen these hands that were raised. And I pray in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would touch them right now and let them know that this message today was for them. That they're to be consistent, persistent, that their prayer life is to be better than it has been, to be fervent, not annoying, but fervent, to say, God, please move on my behalf. Please show me your will. Show me your way. The second person I may talk to today would be those of you who have maybe never given your life to Jesus. I'm gonna tell you something. None of us deserve salvation, not not a one. Every single one of us sin and fall short of the glory of God. But the beauty of what Jesus did was that salvation is a free gift. Now, heaven and hell are real places. There's only two places to go when you die. There's heaven and there's hell. Hell is the default place. Hell is where you go if you reject Jesus. And so today, Jesus offers himself to you say I died for you will you accept it will you accept the gift that I have for you freely and when you will you ask me to forgive you and when you do I will forgive you that's what Jesus is saying I will forgive you instantly not holding your sins against you anymore is there anybody that needs to make that decision today that you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus or maybe you have and you're so far from God you just need to come home is there anybody like that if that is just would you raise your hand up where I can see I'm not going to point you out or embarrass you but I just want to pray with you. Is there anybody at all that needs to make that decision? Okay. All right, I don't see any hands. Okay, now last week, guys, I missed a hand. There was a hand that went up that I didn't know about until after church. You know, somebody from the back had seen it and I was, I was like, whoa. So, so if you missed it, if I missed you, you need to understand one thing. All you need to do to become a Christian is to say, Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Okay. And we're going to make a slide. because so again, we're do, doing some things in our church to just be a little different. We're going to make a slide that at the end of the service. It's going to be a simple salvation prayer so that that doesn't happen again. But God loves you so much. He loves you so much. He's proud that you're here today. Proud that you're tuning in. And he just wants to offer you grace. He wants to forgive you. That's what, That's what he wants. He wants you to be right with him. So Lord, I thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Father, I ask that, again, you would just touch our lives today. Let this week be a great week. Let it be a great week. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's just stand up. Pastor Jones.